Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today, we're chatting with Andy Coley. Andy, alongside his friend and business partner, Joe Wilson, is a confidence expert, and it's his mission to empower people to develop their self-confidence and self-esteem so they can feel comfortable as their true self, live their best life, and have fun doing so. As confidence experts and NLP trainers, Andy and Joe love working with the thousands of people they've trained and coached to show them how to build self-confidence and see the amazing effect this has had on their lives. They offer monthly training sessions and have a host of free online resources as well. Andy, thanks so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure, Millet. How are you? Doing great. Thank you. You know, before we jump into more about your business, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about who you are and maybe what you like to do when you're not working. Ooh, what do I like to do when I'm not working? Well, um, so yeah, uh, my name's Andy and I've um, I guess been in, in the coaching and personal development bit for quite a long time. But uh, previously, before I even got into this industry, I was in web development. Um, and as a web developer for nearly 18 years, um, I very much found that you become one of those people, I think, where, where people come to you for advice. And, and I think being right. in that kind of advice market, you know, when I was talking to people, particularly if they're in there, the sort of small um, business side of things, as a, as a small business owner myself, I'd find that I'd be end up doing a lot of mentoring and, and, and helping with people. And I think my, my sort of life evolved from being that kind of that mentor and, and that person. And and at the moment, a kind of lot of a lot of life for me is very much about you know, working on the business and that side of things. But when I'm not working on the business, uh, I like to have lots of fun in terms of you know working with family life. Uh, I'm a stepdad to a fantastic eight year old, which uh, believe me, as a coach, if you ever want to learn <laughs> about uh, you know, beliefs and uh, a lack of them, uh, eight year olds are a great one, particularly when it comes <laughs> to uh, you know those things that they can believe that they absolutely can do. Um, and I'm also uh, a, a father to be expecting in uh, October. So I'm not quite sure when this podcast is going out. So uh, I may already have had the baby by then. Um, and so I'm going to be coming in very much from, from a starting block as well. So I think between sort of home life and work life, there's not much time else gets sort of squeezed in. Um, but one of the things I really do love doing, and uh, some of your podcasters might be familiar with this, is something called live role play which is kind of a little bit like a cross between reenactment and um, Lord of the Rings, which is all about kind of um, role-playing characters and um, yeah, I guess it's kind of a little bit like a cross between amateur dramatics and a murder mystery. So w- during sort of downtime for me, I, I quite enjoy doing that kind of role-play and um, sort of getting away from the, the day-to-day life side of things and, and kind of acting as if I'm another person. So I, I find that that area is quite fun as well. Oh wow, that's really interesting. I haven't heard of that before. Yeah, it's it's. It, I think it's a hobby I, I've been doing for getting on for nearly um, twenty years now. Um, so you know, it's it's something I really enjoy doing, and got a, a real close knit sort of community of friends and things that we we connect with on Facebook and social media, and um, the sort of I, I do it for, I, not so much for the escapism side of things, but but I do it because it's so different to what I do in my my day to day life. 
um, that I really enjoy um, that, that other aspect of it. You know, everybody loves to be inspired by people's journey. So the first part of our conversation is going to focus a little bit on your business journey. How long has coaching been an aspect of your business and what led you to get into that in the first place? So I think formally coaching has been part of my business for about six years. Um, That's when I certainly trained to become a coach. Um, and previously, like I mentioned before on, on the other part of the question, I think I've been coaching and mentoring for probably getting on for nearly sort of 30 years within businesses. Mm-hmm. But I think the key thing um, for me is really um, I got into becoming a coach and then uh, an NLP trainer because of the fact that I got coaching for myself. Yeah, about seven years ago, I reached a point in my life where I'd kind of had my had enough moment. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've, you've ever had those or you're sort of familiar <laughs> with those. But one, one of those points in your life where you just go, do you know what, this is, if I could just press the reset button, start again, that's what I really want to do. Um, and I was um, 35 years old and I had just moved back in with my parents, having split up with my wife that I'd been with for 11 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in a really, um, you know, not good place in my life. But I, right. You know, and... And I'd kind of gotten to that thing of, wow, I've, you know, I've all these dreams and all these hopes and all these things and all the hours I'd try to put into, you know, putting it right and all the problems I'd ignored and all the, you know, everything had just kind of mounted up and become a, a real problem for me. And I was also near neglecting my own health. I was 23 stone, so almost what was that, 142 kilos um, and lost, um, you know, thanks to, you know, having having a coach and having somebody who'd done their the math practitioner, a friend of mine, you know, they they helped me to kind of focus on my health, on my sanity, if you like, my my mental health as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I got coaching, and so through the process of getting coaching from that person, um, I lost getting off of thirty two kilos. So that's about six and a half stone in weight. Um, I don't know what that is in pounds in the US, um, <laughs> but it, but it, it was a lot. It's thirty two bags of sugar. Let's put it that way. So there's quite a wow. lot of weight. Um, and you know, also then reconnected with a real purpose for me. And I think that's what I was lacking was that, that purpose and that idea of even having a legacy. And, uh, so yeah, I got into coaching because I'd, I'd reached my had enough moment and, and hit rock bottom and then found that I was the one that with a bit of help found my own way out of it. Nobody pulled me out of it. It was just a case of actually, I had to pick myself up, dust myself off and then go, right, what can I do with what I've got now? And so ever since that, I've, I've been building upon you know, that platform that I'd gotten to um, and then, yeah, really wanted to encourage other people to, to have that same benefit of coaching because it was just it was an amazing revelation for me receiving coaching in such a way that it really empowered me. Right. Can you talk a little bit about what the NLP is for people who may not be familiar with that? Yeah, so um, NLP is sometimes familiar for people in the coaching world. I guess it all depends on on how they've come into coaching. So NLP is neuro-linguistic programming, um, and it's basically the study of excellence in people. It's about how do people work. Um, And the the acronym NLP really stands for it's the study of the the brain, the neuro bit, how do we take in and how do we process information. Uh, Then how does that come out through the L, the language, so how does that come out through our verbal language and our non-verbal language? What are the clues that we're giving about ourselves when we're speaking uh, or when we're, you know, when we're working, how we're behaving? 
Um, and then the P is, is really the programs and the patterns that we're in our life. And those patterns can sometimes be really, really empowering. They can be just, you know, we, we do amazing things. And they can also be really disempowering. You know, why do we get angry so easily? Or why is it that we have a trigger? Or what is it about that person or that piece of music or that thing? Or even, you know, that spider? You know, why is it that we drop into a, a pattern or a program that, that doesn't serve us now? And it's about really recognizing that the, the, the unconscious mind is really the thing that's in control of all of this. And what NLP does is allows you to kind of tap into those unconscious drivers um, and work with people uh, as an individual rather than, you know, as a, as a I guess, a model um, and allows you to, you know, work very individually to help that person change their life based on where they are. When you combine that with the self-esteem and the self-confidence, what made you choose that area of coaching to get into? I think what we recognized from running um, so many uh, training sessions, so we run a lot of workshops, run a, a lot of um, you know, sessions around lots of different things that stress, uh, leadership mm-hmm. and management, um, presenting on stage. And what a lot of things were coming back down to essentially for people was a uh, around the anxiety around courage and around confidence um and one of the things why we looked at the self-esteem and the self-confidence and the the belief areas and sort of combine that i guess under the confidence experts banner um is that 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 self-empowerment that self-belief is really that if if people had that then everything else around themselves would change you know once they've got their purpose and once they've got that belief set in place uh then their behaviors will automatically change you know where they are will, will change and they can learn a skill and they can empower that. But there's no point in learning a skill without having the belief to back that up in the first place. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's about making sure that, that that person really does believe that the limiting belief they had must have come from somewhere. And it was really important at the time, but what can they do to learn from that? And then what beliefs do they want going forward? Cause it's, you know, the, you've, the past is the past and you can't change that, but only now can you change the future. And, and so it's taking that, that belief and that self-confidence forward and not, not letting your past dictate you. Andy, everybody knows that starting a business can have a ton of ups and downs. And what I'd like to talk about now is maybe you could share a disappointment or just maybe a really low point that you experienced while you were trying to get your business started. I think the main thing um, we experienced, certainly, um, yeah, certainly at the beginning of the business was that expectation that you've got this wonderful thing. You've, you've learned this this great skill, this this brilliant technique, and you know that it helps people, and yet nobody wants it. And you keep trying to, to sort of give it to people, thrust it to people, offer freebies and sessions and and kind of do everything you possibly can to, um, to sort of market it out there to your friends and, and those kind of things, and yet still nobody wants it. And I think you kind of reach that, that level of disappointment. You're thinking, oh, oh and then you always start to take that on board for, as part of being, or is it not me that they don't want? Is it uh, that they don't believe it works? Or and then and then you're then all all the kind of the little headworms start to come in. You go, oh, actually, does it work anymore? You know, can I do it? And and those kind of things. I think you just have to you have to keep that self belief in there, knowing that the that what you've got out there is valuable to people, and that they will come to you for it, and they will pay you money to help them help themselves. And you just have to keep that faith that the right people out there are there for you. It's like you've got to be the right coach for the right people. 
and I think everybody starts to find the area of comfort that they can then start to go into. And then once you start to build out your referrals and the people that then get to know you and and so on and so forth, then that becomes easier. But it's when you're when you're first out there and you're and you're getting started and you've got this stuff that you know you've experienced maybe you know it's like people when they come on on, on our practitioner course that we run it's like they, they go away buzzing from all the change that's happened to them as part of the coaching they've had and then they want to go out there and they want their, their friends to experience that but the friends weren't in the room going through the same changes so everybody goes right. oh well that's really interesting but that won't work for me and then you have to go oh mm, well maybe it will or maybe it won't and and so keeping that that self belief that the change that you've gone through you can gift to other people, um, it's just that you've got to find the right audience for that, in a way that they they'll come to you when they need it, when the pain is big enough for them, and you're there to give them a solution. So yeah, I, th- I think keep the faith is probably the biggest one that you learn to to work your way through. A lot of people talk about the idea of, you know, baby steps and taking consistent action. Can you tell us about a time when you finally felt like your business was starting to gain some momentum? I think the time for me when it started, particularly the coaching business started to gain momentum, was the um, the referrals, the, the people who were then passing my details on on to other people on to the friends onto the family uh, onto other people within their networks and i think that that for me um i'm quite uh, externally referenced i like the external feedback i like to find out how people are doing after their sessions you know checking in with them uh, particularly if it's something like um helping people stop smoking uh, that, that's one of the passions that i love helping people do as a coach um, and when you're, you know, when you've helped somebody and they've stopped smoking after 35 years of being a, a smoker, and then they refer their sister, and then they refer their mum, and then they refer other people in their, you know, in their life, and they put a video up about it on Facebook. And, and for me, I think that's when you start to know that you've got some momentum going on out there because it isn't you telling people about what you can do; it's other people telling people about what you've done. And I think that's that for me is that uh allows that momentum and that's that's kind of the, the tipping point i think that that, that, that certainly what, what, what i've noticed when you're when you're not the one trying to put your messages out there and it's naturally going out there and it's it's a kind of referral type way and, and there's lots of ways of asking for those referrals to happen but it, when the, when you're being re- referred in that way i think that makes a major difference yeah definitely you know a lot of times people will set goals for themselves or or they they measure their success by hitting certain milestones so what would you say has been a favorite achievement so far in your business um i think for me uh a favorite achievement so far has been the achievements of the other people. I, I, I drive myself less by my achievements, if you like. Uh, I don't, I don't, you know, keep account of the number of sessions that I've coached per se in terms of using that as an achievement. Obviously, I log my sessions as a coach, um, but I think it's the achievements that the people that I've coached have achieved. It's the people that have. Um, let go of some things in their life to do with not being able to have kids and going through IVF treatments and then having a, a, a timeline session and letting go of some of the, the emotional stuff that they were holding on to and then finding out two years down the line they've just had a baby. It, it's it, that, that stuff, you cannot, you cannot put any value on that other than the overwhelm of, of just amazing emotion that you feel for that person, that they've let go of the thing that was holding them back and that's been the result of it. 
and and you can't quantify that that could be the result of it for them but you know that the unconscious once it's let stuff go it will make a massive difference for people you know those people that have had um phobias you know having people who had a fear of the underground for 12 years um that was a natural thing that they that they kind of you know, decided to keep themselves safe through then following a coaching session are now able to get back on the underground again you know after after mm. just you know one session of, of something sometimes and and it's just amazing that that that's that, that difference to that person's life isn't just that they can now just travel around London. It's that they can actually work back in London again and use the underground. They don't have to spend you know hundreds of pounds on taxis to get everywhere. So th- th- it's those kind of things that for me those are the those are the achievements. And and I love yeah you sort of hear about those things six months down the line or two years down the line or mm-hmm. four years down the line about the difference that that's you know that's made to people. One of the biggest things was um, one of the stop smoking clients that I used who uh, one of her developmental tasks, if you like, was to put the, the money that she would have spent on smoking in a jar um, and then to have a, a video sent to me sort of 12 months after whether she, her and, and four of the family had all gone to Disneyland Paris um, on a holiday oh, with wow. the money that she saved because she wasn't a smoker on top of the health and on top of everything else. So it's, it's, it's all those kind of things that, you know, those, those I think are, are just a I love the achievements of the people who have had the sessions. Before we move on to the part of the podcast that focuses on business and the way we can grow our business as a coach, I'd like to know a little bit about what you're excited about creating next for your business. What's the future look like for you? Um, so obviously, um, as part of being uh, a trainer as well as a coach, uh, what I'm really excited uh, um, about you know uh, creating the the training side of the business that that's a big focus um, for me at the moment. Um, getting on for nearly a hundred practitioners that have, have trained as a as an NLP trainer, and also looking at growing to becoming a master trainer of NLP, so I'm able to train trainers who are able to then go out there and train other people. One of the reasons why I took the decision to become a trainer as well as a coach um, was that um, I can only coach so many people. Um, and yet, if I train people to coach people, then there are even more people that are benefiting from that that ability that, as a coach and a, as a trainer, the people that those people affect. Um, uh, probably half the people that come on the training courses that I run are, are in healthcare. So they're, they're doctors, they're consultants, they're nurses. And those doctors, consultants, nurses, they're seeing 30 people a day. If those 30 people a day are having a form of coaching, no matter even if it's, it's not formal coaching, but it's just a, a tweak in a mindset or a little bit of a, a different way of seeing something or a belief that can just be dispelled or popped. If, if you know, every day there are, you know, a few hundred people that are having some form of coaching contact because of, of the, the training and, and the coaching that the, the people that have come on our course have gone through then I think for me that that's that's another growth area of the business. Um, and of course, as a coach, I'm, I'm, I'm always gaining new skills and, and learning about new things. I'm, I'm, I've just recently um, learned a, a brilliant technique to help people let go of old pain, for instance. And I'm really excited mm-hmm. to start using that with, with coaching clients about letting go of the, the old pain signals that people hang on to when they don't need to. A lot of what you're talking about I haven't heard of before, so it's it's all it's all very intriguing awesome. to me. <laughs> 
What I'd like to talk about now is really what's working in business. One of the things that I've learned just from from talking to a lot of different coaches is there's a lot of different ways, online and offline, to make a living as a coach. A lot of people love the one-on-one aspect, and then a lot of people also like to be creative and to do a lot of different things in their business. So I'd love to know, how are you generating revenue in your business today? So I think that there are two main paths to generating revenue in the business um, today. So one is actually putting yourself out there and networking and, and actually getting out there. And one of the biggest things that I learned recently, I, I went on a, a sort of three-day how to market yourself as a practitioner course because you know, I'm always going on other people's courses as well just to, just to find out really interesting things. And most people, if you're in a, uh, a networking event or even a social situation, you know, maybe a friend's barbecue or something like that, and somebody says, what do you do? Most people say, oh, you know, I'm a coach. Yeah, and, and, and that's kind of where the conversation stops. And they might say, oh, I'm a business coach or I'm a, uh, you know, I'm a confidence coach or I'm a health coach, for instance. Um, so where I live in the part of London that, that I am, I know that there are a lot of people here who are in the sort of, you know, 30s to, to 40s age bracket. They've got kids um, and they want to start looking after their health a bit more. So if people, and I'm at a local networking event, what I tend to do is rather than saying I'm a coach, I say, oh, hi, my name's Andy. I, you know, actually, I typically work with people aged 35 to 55 that uh, are currently smoking and they want to stop smoking because if you stop smoking now, you can save almost £100,000 and live 10 years longer. So that's exactly the sort of thing that I do. And by kind of wrapping up the age bracket of what you do and the type of person that you're after, and everything else into one little tiny bundle that you practice. And when people ask, you know, oh, you know, what do you do? You, you give that as a reply. Immediately that, that starts to tag in their head. Oh, that's me. Or, oh, that's a friend of mine. And so they start, you start to get business very easily because you make it easy for people to give you referrals. And I think that, so that for me, that, that change has been really fundamental in, in, in allowing people to get to know what I do, but without needing to have the, you know, the half an hour free coffee type situation, then we can we can go for an awful lot of free coffees and get ideas plugged for us. But actually, what you really want to do is get get to the people that need you for your coaching. So kind of package your coaching, what you do up in a way that people can remember you as being the solution to that pain or that problem. Um, and probably the second way, sorry, that I grow, that I grow business is, is by being on the local um, Facebook groups, and the local Facebook forums. So there's a particularly big one in the area of southeast London that I'm in um, that is actually very mum focused. But I'm there on that Facebook group um, as one of their agony aunts. So I, you know, I help. I, I do blog posts and I and I um, I interact on the Facebook pages if people have got things that come up and I give a little bit of advice. So I give bits of advice and, and other bits of information. And then people, when they've used you, will get to know you. And then I get referred for the people that can't drive on the, the motorway or the freeway, if you like. Uh, I get referred to the people that have got the flying phobias. I get to refer to the people that want to work on their own health. And so you get tagged and you get referred as being the go-to person for that type of stuff. And then the more and more that you get known within a group, and this group's got 30,000 people in it, so it's a big Facebook group. But that that kind of thing consistently then starts to bring people into a coaching program or into, you know, one off sort of breakthrough sessions for half a day or a, yeah, or a day. 
and so people people start to get to know you because it's, it's having continual um, movement of people flowing through you, what you do that that keeps well for me it keeps me enthused about coaching um, and also means that you don't have peaks and troughs you want to you want to kind of have a nice steady flow of of new people finding you be the person that's giving the the bits of advice particularly in the Facebook groups um, and get known for that and then mention yourself rather than being the you know I'm here and I can do this kind of coaching I'm here and I can do this kind of coaching who wants me who wants me you know prove to them that you know it, it's you're going through the buying cycle they need to get to know you they need to get to like you they need to get to trust you then they'll buy from you and those are the four the four stages of buying that we all go through in some form you've been in business for quite a while and knowing what you know now about building up a successful business what would you say would be one action step that new coaches should implement if they're serious about growing their business or maybe even what do you wish you had done first done more of first was running um little talks locally about the sorts of things that i do as a coach but one of the things that um that I do, for instance, is run a local NLP practice group in my area. Um, and I kind of put it as a personal development group. Um, and then I, f- I focus on an area. So, for instance, I have one this uh, Monday just gone in the evening, and I had half a dozen people there, and we were talking about the motivation for change. And we did work on how do you set really good um, outcomes and goals. And then we went through some of the the NLP um outcome setting questions and things to to really hone the outcome and get themselves motivated for it and look at some of the limiting beliefs that maybe were stopping them and just simple little things like that that allow people to experience a little bit of what you do but in a way where they're not formally coming to you for coaching at that point i usually find that i get a lot of coaching clients that way so putting myself out into into the community into a cafe in an evening or into a space a local hall anything like that and and putting that out to uh, like a local facebook group um, or a, a local bit of you know a community thing or a, a network of mums from your mums and toddler group works anything where you've got ne- a little network of people that you can just get together in a social setting but in a, a quiet enough space that you can obviously have a have a, a, a conversation set up some chairs in a round circle and do a little bit of sort of group coaching if you like can be a really good way of getting people to experience you and and for you know a very small outlay to hire a space i've had very big returns um for people that have then come for you know coaching programs or coaching sessions or you know breakthrough sessions and then they've referred me to their friends and their relatives and and it's all local business as well so i don't have to travel very far because it, they're already local people that are coming to you locally um so i found that that if i if i was starting again knowing what i know now that's definitely one of the ways i would grow my local business really uh really quickly because people people are fascinated and i don't know if there's an, if if this site is in the us but there's one in the uk called meetup um and meetup is a really good way of setting up um meetups about really interesting things so you can find a meetup for yoga you can find a meetup for people that like uh chocolates you can find a meetup for a wine club and so on to meet up, I, I create a, an NLP and personal development um, group. Um, and then people just find you through those kind of things. And I'm sure I'm sure wherever you're based, in whichever country you're in, listening to this podcast now, there's going to be something out there where you can tap into stuff um, to allow them to, to allow people to find you, basically. 
Right. Yeah, that's some great advice. I like the idea of just getting out into the community and putting yourself out there so people can hear hear you speak, see what you look like, and and start to make that connection with you as a person. So that's great advice. Yeah, and you don't. It's not that you have to be training those people. It's, you don't have to be a trainer to do that. It is. You can literally just be in in a in a small group setting, and and bear with it. People, have, you need to be consistent. So you need to be there every month. You know, I, I always run on the second Monday of every month. It's been in the same place in the same cafe, um, and people get to know you because you're always there. And the cafe will help to, you know, will retweet that I'm going to be there. They'll stick up a poster saying that I'm there in that evening. So the people going in there during the daytime know that there's something that happens in the evening. So and bear with it. You know, some of the the earliest um, things I've done had three or four people on them, mm-hmm. but those three or four people very soon you know, become, you know, sometimes you might have a month where it resonates with 12 people and they'll be there. Other months, it might be four people. But you never know the quality of the four people. Those four people are going to get the best of you that you would have to, you know, sort of dissipate yourself across 12 people otherwise. Right. So n- never be afraid that if you get a low, low number of people because the people that are then there are going to get the best of you as an example of that. Um, and then, you know, once they get to know you, like you trust you, they will then come to you for coaching if it's what they needed right there and then. Right, right. Andy, this has been so good. I've learned so much from our conversation, and I want to finish up now with our final five rapid-fire questions. Okay. So what is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable? I think one habit or skill that's become, uh, yeah, is, I, I think the habit or skill that's really helped me so far is actually always follow up. When you have a meeting, when you have a conversation, no matter what it is, always follow up with that person because then um, you know that you've done the thing you meant to do and you've committed to it and you've fulfilled your energetic side of that bargain. So always follow up with people, no matter if you meet them at a networking event, locally, you know, whatever it is, always follow up with them because uh, that, that really adds to your credibility. What is one quality that you feel every successful coach needs to develop? Resilience. Um, some people don't want your stuff. Some people do. Uh, some people might not believe your results that you can get. Uh, some people might not uh, like the methods that you use or uh, the, you know, the the sort of what goes around with it. Or uh, so build up build up resilience and, and know that there are people out there that really uh, want need your services and are prepared to pay for it. Give us one book that's had a big impact, either on your business or on your life. Um, I think probably the biggest book that's had the, um, or can I speak to in? Sure. So from an NLP perspective, uh, there's a great book by Sue Knight called NLP at Work. So that's NLP at Work by Sue Knight. And Sue was one of my uh, trainers and mentors, and uh, that's a brilliant NLP book. And one for building up your networks, there's one uh, called Recommended mm. by Andy uh, Lapata, so L-O-P-A-T-A. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about how do you build up your referral network and get out networking. So those two books have probably had the biggest impact on me right now. Mm, great. Give us one online resource that you think coaches would love and that you couldn't do business without. To be honest, probably Facebook has been one of my biggest ones as a coach mm-hmm. for that referral network, for being that that agony aunt on the uh, on the local sort of mums groups, uh, those kind of things. Uh, that's been invaluable for me. To, to get to know people more locally because when people shut their doors in, in your neighborhood you don't get beyond that very easily 
Whereas when they're connected to a social network in some form, they allow you in through their social network and through the groups that they're connected with. So then they start to get to know you and then doors open. Right, right. Finally, how can the listeners best connect with you? What social platforms are you on and what's your website? Uh, so the website is um, www.theconfidenceexperts.com. Um, and that's got a, a lot of details. If you're based in the UK, uh, we run lots of events in London um, and there's lots of ways to connect to us. If you're not based in the UK, uh, we've still got lots of online confidence resources and things that you can tap into, you know, uh, free videos and, and lots of interviews and things that we've done with some uh, brilliant international speakers and mentors of ours. So you can um, get all of that at theconfidenceexperts.com. Uh, we're on Twitter, so if you're listening to this, tweet me because I, I love to know where where podcasts come out to. I'm, I'm a great podcast uh, listener myself, um, and that's at Confidence EXP. Um, and we're also on Instagram at the Confidence Experts, and just to find us on Facebook through the Confidence Experts as well. So those those are probably the, the main social platforms. Our Instagram's quite new, so at the moment I'm still putting up pictures of sunflowers in the garden um, <laughs> rather than events. Um, but um, I'm playing with, playing with Instagram. I'm getting to know that social platform a little bit better. So Goodness, that's great. Well, I'll be sure to put all of those links and resources on the show notes page. This has been such a great conversation, Andy. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. No, thank you so much for your time. And um, yeah, if your your listeners have got any questions out there, just tap onto one of the social platforms. I'm always happy to uh, to answer any questions or queries um, and give a bit of advice for anybody starting up because we've all been there. We all had to start somewhere. So find the people, build a network up of people that you want to engage with and listen to because and just keep believing in in the stuff that you know is delivered results for you. Um, you know, honestly, that self belief will carry you a long way. Perfect, perfect advice. Thanks for joining us on the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. Be sure to head over to the website at unstoppablecoach.co where you can grab the show notes and check out all the resources and the links to the guest website and social sites. And be sure you join us every weekday when I interview another successful coach and we learn their secrets to building an unstoppable coaching business.